Welcome to Alphabet Flat Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who'd be really hard to hug, uh, Jackson. <laughs> That's true. I am very hard to hug because uh, we have to maintain social distance or we will all die. Yeah. Yep. We have to Just tell that to all the, all the most at-risk people. Who are just going around touching things and licking doorknobs? And <laughs> if, if, okay, you want, yeah, if you want to lick a knob, that's on your own time. Exactly. Not in public. That's indecent. Uh, so uh, t- today we're going to be talking about porcupine. <laughs> so, do you have any idea who porcupine is? Uh, I'm guessing it's like a minor antagonist whose whole thing is spikes. You got it. Heck yeah. Although, although, like, you know how spikes, like, shoot, like, gas out and stuff Wait, like what? That? Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say we're gonna have a pretty fun uh, paraphernalia, paraphernalia uh, thing. Sure. Um, so, this is what Porcupine looks like. Oh, okay. So he's, so he's not, um, not Sabretooth, basically. Like, yeah, he actually does have, like, a saber-tooth, like, outfit, but it's also covered in spikes. Yeah. You know. But this has been a long-waited one, because Porcupine has come up up in a lot of good entries. Mm. I'm talking about Plant Man, Unicorn, uh, Batroc, the Batroc Brigade, you know, Nebulon. (laughs) Like, you came up a lot. So, um, but his real name is Alexander Gentry. Good. Um, his, uh, occupation is former, uh, criminal, former weapons designer for the U.S. uh, Army. Oh, and by the way, if you want to see what this uh, person looks like, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. So, uh, he says he's a citizen of the United States with a criminal record. A place of birth is unrevealed. And his place of death was New York City. Somewhere in that city. That really big city. <laughs> um, marital status? Presumed single. So you never know. Maybe he and Pip the troll. Maybe that's why they're so presumed. It's just never made canon. Uh, and this is a very long list of group of affiliation. So former partner of the first eel, the plant man, the scarecrow, not the DC one. Pretty much the DC one, though. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, the Batroc, former member of the Batroc's Brigade, uh, former employee of the Cald Commander, former pawn of Nebulon, former employee of Justin Hammer. So basically, this is like your like your A tier henchman. Mm, yeah, you know, like you know, doesn't have superpowers, but has like a, doesn't have a science gun, but has a science suit. Sure, technically, you know, still useful. Comes, yeah, useful. <laughs> you know, gets a lot of hero moments. Um, and by that I mean like screen time. Yeah. Yeah. So first appearance in Origin was in Tales to Astonish issue number forty-two. Uh, the Ant Man and the Wasp defy the Porcupine in uh October nineteen sixty-three, and this has cover piece theater. Whoop whoop. Okay. Cover piece theater. So, to set the scene, 
uh, we have Ant Man <sighs> and and what I'm assuming is Sink. Uh, just like kind of like, oh, I'm drowning. Um, and you know, real small, and the wasp is just like, oh, I'm small, <laughs> but flying. And then you have the porcupine just kind of sit there, look like a haystack. But like not in the sink because he's not small. Wow, he's like kind of that's yeah. a so wow. So do you want so do you want to be the wasp or the porcupine? I mean, very obviously the porcupine. I want to be this person who looks like if the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz ate the lion from Wizard of Oz, who then ate the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> A very chonky boy. This would be a very chonky boy. Incredibly person. chonky. I love him. So the wasp says, Ant-Man is drowning, and I'm powerless to save him. No one that lives is mighty enough to resist me. Uh, spoiler alert. They, they, they are. <laughs> they, they, they are. Uh, so the dreaded porcupine, a supervillain. You'll never forget. And I haven't. I'm very into the... I'm so into the porcupine. <laughs> oh, we're going on adventure. So, uh, he died in Captain America 315. Mm. So. Alex Gentry was a weapons designer for the U.S. Army. Con- uh, uh, conceived an idea of designing himself a battlesuit in imitation of a porcupine. It would be covered with quill-like protrusions. Uh, for defense. Moreover, it would be able to shoot its quills, or gases, or chemicals, or weapons from <laughs> quill-like tubes at a at an enemy. Now, okay, I love this. I, I love, I love this. Uh, in actuality, the porcupine cannot shoot its quills, although they can't be detached from its body. Mm. Um, I like the thought that he just he came up with the idea of a science gun, but just not the gun part. <laughs> Like, what if I made like a science gun, but all over my body and like more finicky? <laughs> what if I had like a really tiny caliber science gun, but lots of them? <laughs> what if I shot gas out of a lot of things? <laughs> so, gas or other weapons? Like, what were you gonna shoot? Okay, I'm lasers. We're gonna get to that later. I don't think he got to that no. point. He probably got electricity at one point, though. Amazing. Because during the 80s, every every person had a way of shocking someone within 20 feet. Mm, sure. Um, actually, that has not came up for a while, but it was a thing for a very long time. Um, so Gentry spent months working overtime to create his porcupine battle. <laughs> he was Why? enormously proud of his achievement when the suit was finished and believed that the invention was worth a fortune. That that was your problem there. You worked overtime for a government who clearly wouldn't care about this. He was going to show this suit <laughs> to his mom, and she was going to hang it up on the fridge because you're so proud of it. Oh my god! And I really hope, I really hope that the government puts it up on their fridge. <laughs> yet Gentry, yet Gentry believed that the uh, government uh, also believed the government would pay him one of its employees, virtually nothing for his creation. I mean, he ain't wrong. Yeah. Also, you worked on, you worked with government stuff to create it on overtime. Like, just make it, steal stuff from home and make it at home like a good villain. Right? 
don't do you taxpayer money? Don't you? Yeah. Well, you still use the taxpayer's money, but you steal it from the government. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, so Does, um, I mean, if you use it for like civic duties, like if you put like cement in the quills and just like vumps all the um all the potholes angrily without even trying. Like he he went from was like they're gonna steal this to I'm going to become a criminal <laughs> with uh so he basically was gonna you know just keep the battle suit and use it to make himself wealthy through crime. Mm. Um, thus he became the porcupine, one of the first costume criminals of his generation, Ooh. and that is actually true. Um, there wasn't a lot of costume criminals, like just costume criminals. Like a lot of them were superpowered, mm, sure. Um, in some way, but like he's just he made a suit and he was just like I'm gonna fight people with it. Okay, and it's pretty early. I mean, sixty three. Yeah, that is pretty early. Yeah, I mean it's his generation, obviously, right. but still, you know. And and at one time it was actually okay to be in an Ant Man comic <laughs> with with Hank Pym with Hank. Oh Pym. yeah, no. yeah, right. Cur- the current Ant Man run is so good. He has to team up with Swarm, the Nazi bees. The swarm of Nazi bees. Um, and the entire time, Swarm is just like, you're my best friend. I love you. I can't believe... And it's just like, I don't like you. You're a Nazi. Get away from me. I hate you. <laughs> like, the entire time. It's so great. And he spends like, every issue trying to like impress his daughter, but because he's Ant-Man, he can't really like be in situations that are impressive, so he just feels bad, and it's great. Well, yeah, it's the great thing about it, too, is that he was trying to impress his uh, daughter. Um, but he was living in an anthill and they thought, and he came to, it's like her and her friends like came to her house. It was like, Oh, this is nice. It was just like, and they're just like, no, we don't know Scott. Who are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it turns out he was living in the anthill, uh, there. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So saying that he was living in the anthill is kind of giving me to his credit. He was, he was functionally like living on the anthill's couch. He was couch surfing yeah. in an anthill. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of someone who's couch surfing, right. uh, the porcupine was soon defeated by H- H- Henry. I hate that they call him Henry. Hank Penn, mm. uh, who was then the original Ant-Man, and his partner Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp. However, the porcupine succeeded in escaping and unsuccessfully tried to take revenge on them after Pym also assumed the well had also assumed the superhuman powers and identity of Giant Man. Because Hank Pym wears wears turning big and small like a like changed clothes and just like I have a new identity. <laughs> For a while after Wasp died, he became the Wasp, and it was like very very unfortunate. Oh, that's not good. That was very unfortunate. That was around the time he got so big, he became bigger than existence, and became Scientist Supreme as well. <laughs> I love comics. I love comics so much. Ah, oh, I do. I like it a lot. So, um, so the porcupine uh, stole and consumed a large number of what he thought was capsules that Giant Man used to grow big, but in fact, they were captures, capsules that Giant Man used to shrink himself, and the porcupine shrank out of sight. Uh, eventually, however, the capsules effect, effects wore off, and the porcupine, uh, again, at normal size, was among the many uh, costume menaces assembled by Doctor Doom to disrupt the uh, wedding of Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Good. 
His confidence was still shaken by his failures at, at, in battling a giant man, and the uh, porcupine eagerly accepted the invitation of Count Luc uh, Lucin uh, Lucindo Neferia, a powerful figure in the uh, criminal uh, magia, uh, to join the uh, costume agent. Uh, to join his costume uh, group of costume agents. Among Nefaria's agents were the original Eel, the Plant Man, and the Scarecrow, all of them of whom Porcupine would ally himself in the future uh, as well. Aw, they all became he... friends in the same place. No, they did. Yeah, they actually became pretty They actually became pretty good friends Aww. up until his death, uh, anyway. Um, the Porcupine and the other costume agents Aided Count Nefaria in his attempts to hold uh, much of wa Washington D.C. for ransom. Now, um, you know how you hold something for ransom? Gun? That's a city. Um, no. you put a dome. Oh, put a okay, dome. Put course, an entire dome of course. over. It. Put a dome <laughs> over it, and then you'd be like, "Hey, I'm just saying." Like damage control had so much work to do. <laughs> um, however. Uh, Nefaria and his agents were thwarted by the original X-Men. Uh, once again, the uh, porcupine succeeded in escaping, uh, being taken prisoner, and he blamed the failure of his blackmail scheme on Nefaria and the other agents. But Gentry suspected, in fact, he himself was inadequate for the role of being a supervillain, battling superhuman opponents. That's sad. Yeah. I think you're valid. You're a valid person. Yeah. You are valid, and I believe in you. You have a suit made of spines that shoot gases and other weapons. I mean, I just... I'm so sad. I mean, I feel sad for him. This is this is real sad boy hours for, <laughs> for Forcupine. Uh, convinced that they were... Uh, convinced that they were failures. Um, oh. Oh, I'm so... He went to his friends. <gasps> Oh, okay, he convinced that they were failures. Gentry and Leopold Strike, the original ill, went to the celestial mind control movement and was secretly master. Who was secretly masterminded by the alien Nebulon? Nebulon pitted Porcupine and the ill against his foes, and the costume adventurers called the Defenders were, uh, who defeated them both. Um, so, if you want to hear more about the celestial mind movement, listen to my Nebulon episode. It's really weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that sounds really good. I need to go listen to that right now, honestly. <laughs> uh, now the porcupine um, uh, and a small group of confederates invaded a major Manhattan hotel to steal the valuables in its safe. This time, the porcupine er erred in the uh, at uh, by deciding to rob the wealthy attendees at the fashion so show in one of the hotel's ballrooms. Unfortunately for him, the show was. Uh, the show as being given by the fashion designer Janet Van Dyne, who was also the Wasp. <laughs> Moreover, Hank Pym, who is now the who now had the costume adventure uh, uh, identity of Yellow Jacket, was also present. So was Kyle Richmond, the adventurer known as Nighthawk. And if it was at night, he had the power of two men. <laughs> wait, wait, only two? Yeah, that's not that much yeah. in Marvel. No, it's. Barely, it's barely a Captain America. <laughs> That's like a guy who works out reasonably frequently. Like, 
Yeah, he has the power of two men at night. That said, I do feel bad for this guy who probably tried to rob, like, half of the Avengers B squad. The Wasp, the Yellowjacket, and Nighthawk quickly defeated the criminals, and the Porcupine felt humiliated at being overpowered by the Wasp and the Yellowjacket when they were both at size of insects. You know, real sad boy hours. I hope he gets better. Does he? I know we're in Book of the Dead, but, you know, I hope he gets better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perhaps believing that there is more safety in numbers. Porcupine next turned to a large assemblage of costume criminals, uh, organized uh, by the original version of Libra and Sagittarius of the android Zodiac. By the way, there's like three versions of Zodiac. No, four versions of Zodiac. What's the android uh, android Zodiac's deal? (laughs) They're robots. (laughs) That does... Zodiac stuff. Oh, of course, that clears up everything. <laughs> yeah, I I, I don't want to get into Zodiac. There's a whole thing about it. I have a whole episode about the Zodiac. It was the last thing I did before the Book of the Dead. Mm. This time, the Porcupine was defeated by Hellcat during a battle between a number of the criminals and a group of adventurers operating the operating under the auspices of the Defenders. Porcupine went to prison but was soon released by minions of the billionaire Justin Hammer. The porcupine agreed to provide Hammer uh, with half of the proceedings of his criminal activities in exchange for Hammer's financial support. Mm. Uh, Porcupine was among the small army of costume criminals whom Hammer sent to attack Iron Man uh, when the latter turned up on Hammer's enormous houseboat headquarters. By the way, there's... Scare quotes around houseboats. <laughs> like, wait, why? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? There's not a house or a boat. I mean, okay. Well, if it was, if it was like a hole in the ground, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess that uh, is not so a houseboat. Iron Man succeeded in defeating all the. Th- all these criminals, presumably the porcupine at uh, the porcupine failures in this incident was one of the reasons why Hammer fired the porcupine from his employ. Uh, tired of his long string of defeats, Gentry believed that the, uh, his criminal career had become a joke. I mean, he stuck in it a lot longer than I would have. <laughs> right? Uh, he decided to give up his career as a costume criminal and live off the millions of dollars he expected to. Received by sell- selling his... Oh, no. By selling his costume. Oh. It's the only thing he had. He, he worked overtime for that. <sighs> Gentry, uh, Gentry totally redesigned the porcupine battlesuit, uh, making it far more deadlier than, uh, than before. He entered in negotiation with a subversive group called the Secret Empire to sell them this suit. The Empire requests proof of the uh, battlesuit's capabilities. So Gentry... Uh, said that he would prove that it was the perfect combat suit by testing it uh, in battle against Captain America, the ultimate soldier. Oh, no. But Captain, but Captain America and his ally Norm, uh, Nomad uh, defeated Porcupine, and then Gentry was sent to jail. In prison, Gentry vowed to never be defeated again. And to ensure that, he decided to never put on the Porcupine battlesuit again. 
He was soon released uh, from prison, apparently legally, under unknown circumstances. He was set about trying to sell the battlesuit. But now the porcupine was universally regarded by the major uh, by the major criminals and Link's first of groups as a laughable failure, and hence they saw his battle suit as virtually worthless to him. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying, real sad boy hours. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only person who's like at this much of a failure at this level is Shocker, but like he takes it like a champ. Yeah, and like he, like I feel like Shocker also. Has like more style than Porcupine. Porcupine is trying, but he has like one very specific thing. Yeah. Well. Um. So Gentry tried to sell uh, the suit to the Secret Empire, Aim, Hydra, the Kingpin, the Magia, the Tinkerer, uh, ver- and various others, and finally to the Serpent Societies. And almost, and almost no one wanted it. In uh. And the few offers he did receive were insultingly low. I'm so I'm so on the side of Porcupine. This is right depressing. Now he's the underdog. Yeah, it's very sad. I'm. This is like someone someone lose to him like once just so he could have like an okay day. Right. This feels like kind of um, like because of the way you're telling it, this feels like the one of those like villain focused comic issues. It's, where it's like oh the Riddler, he's a sad boy. So, so Gentry in despair finally gave up on the idea of selling the suit to the, uh, sorry, finally came up with the idea of selling the suit to the Avengers to prevent it from falling into the hands of their enemies. Captain America was intrigued by Gentry's proposal, and, and, ta- and in talking to Gentry, learned that he knew how to contact the Serpent Society, whom Captain America had been trying to, br- uh, to bring justice to. Captain America agreed to have the Avengers buy the battlesuit if Gentry, uh, help them get uh get him to members of the Serpent Society. Gentry's accepted uh Captain America's terms. I'm just this is real sad. Yeah, this is like <laughs> he tried really hard to become a villain and he wound up just being a stooge for the Avengers. Like like Captain America and even with the suit he's just like, well you know how to get like I can I'll give you like I'll give you some money and take the suit off of you. I'm, it's just gonna go in the basement, but you know, so whatever. <laughs> Although that would be a pretty baller move if like Captain America decided to integrate that into his like his style. I'm, I'm Captain Porcupine now. Like you know, like maybe not all over, but just some spikes that he could shoot. I, you know, add some versatility. Shoots like truth, justice, and the American way out of the spikes. Yep. So, uh, Captain America's plan was for Gentry to pretend to have captured him. I mean, they don't; be- they wouldn't believe that. <laughs> and to offer the Serpent Society the opportunity to kill him. Gentry contacted Serpent Society's leader, Sidewinder, and arranged to have some... And arranged to have some of the Society members meet him at Lower Manhattan's construction site. Gentry, having reluctantly donned his porcupine costume once more, as the part uh, as part of the plan, pretended to guard Captain America, who was seemingly bound with chains. Uh, Gentry was frightened and did not want to have anything uh, anything to do with fighting. But Captain America told him that he would have to uh, leave as soon as he turned Captain over to the Surf Society. Four Society members. 
soon appeared. Cottonmouth, Death Adder, Diamondback, and the Rattler. I am pretty sure I'm going to talk about the Rattler mm. at some point. I don't know if I have. But if they're not dead, then I don't think they ever got an injury. Mm, sure. Uh, Captain America took the uh, society members by surprise, and Porcupine began to flee. Diamondback, realizing that Porcupine had set them up, went after him and threw nitroglycerin-filled diamond weapons at him. Jesus, (laughs) what? The weapons exploded on impact, damaging the battlesuit. However, not harming him. Nevertheless, seeing his only valuable asset, the costume damage, Gentry flew in a rage and attacked Diamondback. She, again, uh, damaged his suit somehow, and he tried to escape her. Um, but he tripped and fell. (laughs) (laughs) Someone, give this guy a win! Give this guy a win, please! Deeply incompetent. He's such a fell son, but he has no dad. (laughs) His only dad is the U.S. government's overtime pay. Due to the damage of his suit, Gentry was impaled on one of his own quilts. Oh, no! But he fell. No! Uh, Apparently the quill went into his heart. (laughs) And the injury (laughs) proved fatal. Oh, at least they gave him a quick death. Man, I thought they'd be like, it went into his fever and he bled out in over 20 minutes. Why a bunch, why a bunch of him and his ex and his exes like just blood kicking slowly up, seeping out of every insults. quilt. Oh, that's so sad. So I'm, I'm so sad. Diamondback escaped, but Captain America defeated the others. Uh, Cat America found Gentry dying in, uh, and in despair. Gentry said, oh, I'm going to no. die as I live. <laughs> One big loser. <laughs> the tragedy of Porcupine over God. here. My God, I'm like legit on like the edge of crying because uh. this is so sad. <laughs> so sad. Oh, God. <laughs> Cat America tried to reassure Gentry, <laughs> told him that he helped. No, that makes it worse. That makes it worse. Stop it. <laughs> uh, th- told Gentry that he helped defeat three Serpent Society members, and yeah, therefore no. Gentry is a hero. But Gentry refused to believe Cat America's plan, and said, th- uh, uh, saying that uh, that he Gentry was nothing and led a worthless life. Captain America replied that Gentry proved to be a, wor- a worthy opponent. Oh my oh, god, stop so it. Hollow. Stop it. <laughs> oh. oh god. Oh. That he proved to be a worthy opponent, but it's not known whether these compliments matter to Gentry. For he oh, no. expired seconds oh, later god. without having said another word. I'm Why did you bring so me to the sad. sad place? Oh my god, okay. Oh, it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, in tri- tribute, Captain Cap America had built had built him a grave, in- a reserve <laughs> by Avengers by by those who had fallen in battle, and put his battle suit on the exhibit on. Uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> now they're doing the thing that makes you cry. Like slow, the sad trumpets playing. 
Okay. He put his uh he put his battle suit on exhibit on at the Iron Man's mansion, labeled Battle Armor of the uh Porcupine, honored foe of the Avengers. Like a pity exhibit. I'm just like really sad now. <laughs> like I am oh big God. sad. Uh. <laughs> like, nothing will make me cry like quicker in a movie than like a tragic death while like someone like narrating about like, you know, how they were like a great person, like while standing at their grave like slowly. I'm just like in it kinda of just fades away. But I mean had Cap America doing that, but like no one really showed up, and he's just kind of like having to improvise a few things. And doesn't really know this guy. No, no, I, I don't. I believe that Captain America could do this earnestly. Mm. He's corny enough to do it earnestly. Sure. Like I don't think he has like that too many like like mean bones in his body. Oh no, I, I don't think he'd be like mean. I think he'd just be kind of like awkward and like I don't. Um. So really, if you think about it, porcupine is just. <sighs> just real tragic i'm real sad like i just also i maintain that he should have stayed dead like that nothing happened after death that made him better or that made that was better for him you know you know what spider-man did a couple of times what when toad was like trying to become like a better person for Mm -hmm. a while um he let toad beat him quote unquote Mm. so he can go so like he'd realize that like he doesn't like being a villain Mm, sure um, and I don't know, I feel like you, sometimes you need to throw, like, it's like, it's like how you need to hand, like, a D&D hand, uh, like, handbook to, like, a lot of, like, potential white supremacists, because all they need is just an outlet, really. Yeah. <laughs> if you hand up D&D, it'd be like, hey, do this. You know, so maybe they'll get better. Just, but, but instead, but just, instead just, of just doing kill, that- Just kill some orcs, get your yucks, and then, like, grow as a person, realizing yeah. that they have peoplehood. Yeah. But uh, but I feel like what you can do in this situation is when you see like a villain who is like basically a laughing stock in the villain world, you know, maybe take one for the team, you know? Yeah. Like Like have like, have, like, like someone on them. standby to make sure that like he doesn't go too badly, but you know. Yeah, yeah, like like let them let them like let them win, quote unquote win against you. Mm-hmm. And like maybe try to bring them in the fold. Maybe they can become a hero. Yeah. You know, like I feel like see it's 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 uh it's a difference between uh punitive punitive punishment and like restorative like right. being more of a restorative punishment. What's the right word for that? Um restorative justice? Restorative justice. It's yeah, difference yeah. between punitive pus- uh and restorative justice. Like you let them you you like you get them on your side and may- maybe build the confidence up and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm here." And you're here. Let's let's you know work this problem out. Obviously, you, you're having a bad time with on the villain side. I can train you and stuff. And, you know, I feel like that would be much better. Like, 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 legitimately, like Spider-Man does this sometimes, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, or it's like, hey, Porcupine, you're like, um, I need someone who can help me fight this other minor villain, and then hey, Porcupine gets a win beating this guy, but also helping with helping Captain America or whatever. And then you yeah. kind of like build it up from there, like hey, that was actually kind of fun. Let's do that again. Yeah, or, like hey, he- here's Tony Stark. He's gonna put lasers in your quills. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like I feel like uh, that would make. 
I mean, that I think that would make uh, the Marvel universe a safer place. Like maybe try to take some of the, like the A-level henchmen under your care and make them into like B-list heroes. Yeah, for sure. Like, because some of them, all they need is a hug. Right? Also, like, what a great way to, like, farm some moles. Because, like, they're going to get, they're going to hench for someone else eventually. You can have, like, someone who can, like, I don't know, hack Dr. Doom's stuff when he's not in the room and give you all his plans. Yeah, or, or, you know, or you just have a person who, like, you know, you have just another ally. You know, you have, you have the person, like, plant themselves and then be like, okay, here's a plan. And then you have an ally in there. And, you know, it's, and the porcupine is obviously very smart. Bill's battle suit yeah. is obviously right. very smart. So, yeah. you know, I'm just, really, I'm really just, good at Billy Battle is just bad at marketing. Yeah. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, he probably should have quit a little bit earlier. Yeah. Or, or make, do a face turn. Right. But that being said, I'm very sad. I'm so sad about this character. Yeah, he he's a very sad boy. He's so sad. And the thing is, is like, I don't know. I can identify with the whole thing, but like, I don't know. I'm just kind of a big loser. I don't really, I just kind of, just kind of going to die a big loser. Aw. Nah. Like, I, I can understand that idea. And right, like, that is definitely really, an anxiety fear that I've been through. Yeah, so, that being said, he's 6'1", so very tall boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Weighs... 255 in the battle suit 305 has wow. blue gray eyes and brown hair um he does like a decent amount of he does a decent amount of uh exercise mm-hmm. um but his battle suit like you know amplifies his strength somewhat he has so he has a battle suit uh it's made of metal and advanced plastics uh and has a bunch of purposes and functions um it's a defensive armor, obviously. Resistance damage and small explosion. Uh, although a small explosion, light nitroglycerin, crystal, blah 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 blah, nitroglycerin, uh, did do a little damage to it, relatively little damage, and uh, failed to harm the user at all. And it's covered in razor-tipped steel quill-like projections, um, which could seriously injure any normal un un uh, unprotected person. Who sees control? I mean, hold of them. Um, it also has like a bunch of op- like a bunch of weapons as well, so he can fire sharp quills at his enemies. Um, and furthermore, uh, the quills could some of the quills that couldn't be fired could actually dis uh, could were actually disguised tubes of guns, which the porcupine fired f- various weaponry. He could well, no, he could fire laser beams. Oh, we got lasers! A concussive bomb, small rockets, tear gas, sleeping gas, smoke screens, a torch flames, liquid cement, wheels giving off hypnotic lights. Cool. High voltage blast of electricity. Told you! Told you! Nice, yep, yep. Okay. Another weaponry. Um, His battle suit also included a gas mask to protect him from the gases ejected from the costume. Mm, Sure. It also enabled him to fly short distances, you know, like porcupines. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, he also had like uh, he had like the controls hidden in like his his gloves and belt. Mm, sure. And uh, the final version allowed him to amplify his strength somewhat. So I think the problem here is that it could do too many things. You couldn't really like specialize. I think you need to like 
pick three things and like get really good at those. They build up from there. Yeah, like I feel like you could just have like the quills that shoot. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe get rid of the lasers and rockets. I say like keep the lasers, but it's also useful for a lot of other like practical things. Like you can like, um, like saw through a metal door or um, be a disco ball. But rockets you can really only use for one thing, but they also don't really work because they're not exciting weapons. Yeah. And maybe electricity. I'd say lasers, electricity, and be able to shoot them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or actually, if you go with, like, only lasers, electricity, and flamethrower, then you have, like, this very, um, like, elemental theme that could be really, like, fun and flashy. But, yeah, that's pretty much the porcupine. So, just real sad boy hours here. Yeah. It's just, uh... Pour one out for... Pour one out for your homie. The porcupine. Yep. So, um, what do you have to plug? Let's go. For the porcupine. Ah, God, fireball. Terrible. Mm. <laughs> ah. I have infinite regrets. Um, so, uh, I am one half of Gratuitous Pausing. We are a movie podcast where we do movie brackets. We are just finishing up our uh, prep school bracket. We're moving into our uh, two-part Harry Potter episodes, and then we're going to go into movies on a boat. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I finally get to talk about Moby Dick extensively on, on a podcast. Uh, I'm also half of uh, a study in Granada, where my friend Mike Noll and I go through the 1980s Granada Sherlock Holmes series um, and talk about an episode. Uh, we're on hiatus right now, because it's my turn to edit and I've been busy, so I'll eventually get to that. Uh, also, I'm occasionally on um, uh, Into the Radlands, a podcast that Jesse's also on, but didn't plug last time, somehow. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't plug it. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I plugged it like t- three times. <laughs> sure. I, I, uh-huh. we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to like episode 30 something soon. So <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I've been on that twice and, I, and I'm also occasionally the, the um, power behind the throne when, when a decision must be made. Yeah, uh, sometimes there's two good episodes that we can't decide which is better than each other. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Alphabet. That's this one. Uh, I have another <laughs> podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lower detail. And I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited ish limited runs of comics issue by issue with my friend Rob. This has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Good night. Hey, hey, hey.